0: Welcome to Lesson 2 in Exploring Jazz Improvisation, presented by JazzPath Publishing. That's www.jazzpath.com, www.jazzpath.com. My name is Brian Kane. I'm the author of the new book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. And in this podcast audio lesson, we're going to be talking about the basic language of jazz improvisation. I spend a lot of time working with beginning and intermediate level musicians, and approaching beginning jazz improvisation, like it were a literal language, can really help players understand how to communicate better with their audience and have a lot more fun when they're improvising. In order to approach jazz improvisation as a language, we have to set some rules, some basic grammar, some basic structure, and some basic ideas that improvisers can use while they're soloing um, and get results quickly. Before we go any further, I'd just like to remind listeners that um, it's important to go through these lessons sequentially. Um, I'm creating them in an order where the first is the easiest, second will be slightly more difficult, and they're going to build progressively from there. So some of the things I might discuss in this lesson won't make quite as much sense if you haven't already completed the first lesson, which talked about basic and very simple ideas about keeping location within form while you solo. So to return to our original subject, if jazz is a language, what are some basic techniques for grammar and structure that improvisers can use to improve their overall soloing? All of the examples that I give in this particular lesson are going to be over a 12-bar blues, and from a harmonic perspective are only going to use a blues scale, both to aid beginners um, and also because it's the easiest medium to play over blues with. If you don't like the blues scale and would rather play harmony, feel free. All these ideas and concepts apply equally in a harmonic context. So all of the, the structures and grammar that you can use in improvisation is exactly the same as the structure and grammar that you use in verbal language. Um, improvisation is like telling stories, so we're going to learn to tell some very, very simple stories using an instrument. The first and most important concept to understand in improvisation is the question. How do you ask a question? How do you ask a question? Um, If you listen to your vocal inflection when you ask a question, you're going to hear that it audibly rises at the end of a sentence. If I were to ask that question again, how do you ask a question? Like this. How do you ask a question? It doesn't sound like a question anymore. The same thing applies in music. In music, phrases, short phrases in particular that end in an ascending manner sound like questions. Here's an example. That question was, what time is it? I even tried to use the rhythm from the question. What time is it when I played it? The only thing I tried to do was make the final notes of the phrase be ascending, to make it sound like a question. Questions are easy. You should practice a whole bunch of questions right now with your instrument um, to get comfortable with them before we proceed to the next topic, which is going to be how to play answers. Answers are the next logical progression in constructing a melodic solo. Uh, if you're playing questions in a solo, you would want to give answers in the same way that if you were asking questions um, with your voice, you would want to hear answers given to you. Um, playing an answer is also very easy with an instrument. Answers are the opposite of questions. Questions have a vocal inflection that rises. Answers have a vocal inflection that goes down. You wouldn't give an answer like, like this. If someone asked you a question, what time is it? You wouldn't say, I don't know. That, that's a question. You would say, I don't know. Um, And that's going to be the answer that I'm going to play for you right now. So my original question was, what time is it? And I'm going to give the answer, I don't know. I hope you could hear the characteristics of that. I asked the question, what time is it? And I gave the answer. I don't know. Now, of course, when you're improvising, you don't have to have words that go with every question and answer that you ask. I'm just doing that for demonstration examples. 99% of the time, that isn't going to happen. You're just going to play, hopefully thinking, with intent of uh, a question and an answer and creating a conversational feel to any solo that you do. So let's take a look at a solo um, where this is used. Now, the solo you're about to hear is the same solo that was played in Chapter 1 of Exploring uh, Jazz Improvisation. Uh, In that case, we were looking at it because it was uh, set up as a phrasing example. You play for a bar, you rest for a bar. You play for a bar, you rest for a bar. Let's listen to that solo one more time, though, and think of it from the context of intent. I think what you're going to hear are a question followed by a bar of rest, followed by an answer, followed by a bar of rest, and continuing in that fashion. Here's the solo. Now what that solo consisted of was a one bar question followed by a one-bar answer. In between each question and answer was a bar of rest within the 12-bar form. The bar rests are really important, not because you shouldn't play in those bars, but in order to see if you can create ideas that are simply one bar long. Remember, keeping track of location within form is a really important skill to build. You practice these things uh, when you're practicing so that you don't have to do them when you're performing, so that you have developed control and understanding of your instrument to such a level where you can pretty much do whatever you want to. We practice these things so that we have the skills to do we want to while we solo the final technique that we'll talk about in this audio lesson is not questions or answers, but the other technique that happens in any kind of conversation to add value to it. And that would be a statement. And in improvisation for the purposes of this, and in the purposes of my book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation, we define statements as any phrase that is longer than two bars. Statements can end either in an ascending or descending manner, and sometimes they do sound like questions and answers. The audience might even hear them that way. Um, So you don't have to worry about that. The key issue with statements is thinking about the length of the phrase. And the length of the phrase in this next example that I'm going to show you are three-bar statements. We're picking three-bar statements for a very important reason. Typically, people want to play phrases that are two bars or four bars in length. They become boring if, if you consistently do that. And practicing three-bar phrases can give you an edge when you're soloing because, first of all, they'll line up in key places within the form. They'll add space to your solo, which beginning improvisers often don't ever have space, which is really important so people can hear basically the period at the end of your sentence sentence when you're, when you're telling the story. Um, and it keeps you counting. So in this next solo example, we're going to have three bar statements. This example is played by my great friend and fantastic trombone player and uh, professor at Berkeley, Jeff Galindo. Um, hope you enjoy it. <laughs> So once again, that solo consisted of three bar phrases, followed by one bar arrest rest. And it went by really fast, because it was a fast blues, and blues is only 12 bars long. Each of the phrases was a statement. Now it's going to be your turn to go practice this stuff. Um, On the included uh, play-along, compliments of Jazz Path Publishing, uh, you can practice playing one bar questions and answers followed by rests, or you can practice playing three bar statements um, if if you'd like. Uh, Please master one bar questions and answers and three bar statements before you proceed to the next audio lesson. The next audio lesson is going to talk about applying two bar questions and answers and some other phrasing techniques to try to extend the phrase length a little bit. It's going to be a challenge, um, and again, these lessons are going to get progressively harder as we go. So enjoy the play along. Please check out the book Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation and visit us at jazzpath.com. That's www.jazzpath.com. This is Brian Cain signing off and I hope you have fun playing.